Today is Friday, October 11th, 2019, and these are the most notable brand and retail news stories. Well, it was inevitable. The resale handbag market is affecting the luxury market. Sales of women's handbags and totes in the U.S. are down more than 20% over the first eight months of 2019, compared with the same period three years ago, according to MPD Group's Consumer Tracking Service. Retailers such as Rebag and The Real Real offer used luxury handbags at steep discounts from brands including Fendi and Chanel. While brands like Coach and Kate Spade and Michael Kors' parent Capri Holdings haven't been immune to these trends and shifts in spending. But the decline isn't only because of resale. Department stores used to represent a significant portion of handbag sales. The channel, as we all know, has been suffering much of late. Capri Holdings in August lowered its full-year sales outlook because of a weaker wholesale market in North America. The handbag was once the accessory of choice for customers looking to enter into the luxury market, a status symbol of sorts. Luxury branded and logoed bags are no longer a must-have item. They are now considered a nice-to-have item. We could point to a multitude of consumer shifts, environmental awareness and the growth of vegan leather, the growth of sneaker and athleisure category as indicators of luxury, and of course, the resale market. Earlier in the week, Piper Jaffrey's biannual survey showed teen spending on handbags had hit an all-time low in the survey's 38-year history. The study said that female teens are spending an average of $90 per year on purses, down from peak spending of $197 on the category in the spring of 2006. Today's consumer is looking for a solution, not just a bag. Consumers expect a lot from the products they are buying, from function and versatility to a brand's engagement in the social and environmental issues that matter to them. And the luxury market is not immune to these pressures. Houston Rocket sneakers and apparel were pulled from several Nike stores in major Chinese cities amid the furor surrounding a tweet from the team's general manager in support of anti-government protests in Hong Kong. Managers at five Nike stores in Beijing and Shanghai told Reuters during visits on Thursday that they had been told via memo from management that all Rockets merchandise had to be removed. The NBA's league business in China is said to be worth more than $4 billion annually, and the world's most populous nation is Nike's top source of revenue growth as other regions slow. Major Chinese e-commerce platforms Alibaba and JD have also taken Houston Rockets merchandise off their sales platforms, including mobile apps. Alibaba, which declined to comment, told domestic Chinese media that Maury's comments had severely hurt the feelings of the Chinese people and that there was no room for negotiation. So, after just praising Nike earlier in the week for their strategic decision to support Colin Kaepernick, they seem to have a different calculation for a growing market of theirs. Bigger isn't always better. Like big box retailers before them, demand for smaller warehouses is soaring as e-commerce and the push for faster delivery accelerates competition for industrial space close to major population centers. Rents for U.S. warehouses of between 70,000 and 120,000 square feet rose by more than 33.7% over the past five years, according to real estate consulting firm CBRE. Availability for such spaces is plunging. By contrast, the cost to lease bigger industrial spaces of more than 250,000 square feet 
including the big box warehouses that have traditionally anchored retail and industrial distribution networks, grew by only 15.6% they found, half the rate. Businesses have been adding smaller fulfillment and distribution locations that put inventory closer to customers. Because customers, of course, expect items to deliver within two days or less. Smaller fulfillment spaces support quick inventory turns, not storage. Amazon and other merchants have opened dozens of online fulfillment centers across the U.S. as e-commerce sales grow, helping drive a boom in industrial real estate in the last 10 years. Located off interstate highways, many of the operations are in spaces of 1 million square feet or more. Amazon is shrinking the footprint of some fulfillment centers in places like New York City, where square footage is at a premium. And the company recently leased a three-story Seattle warehouse that analysts say is the first of its kind in the U.S., with multiple floors that large delivery trucks can access via ramps. As big box retailers opened smaller footprints in city centers, retailers are occupying smaller distribution centers to increase delivery speeds of online orders. And that's it for today. We'll see you next week.